Hi. Welcome home. This is Learn My Name, The Discovery of Self. Today I am joined by a very beautiful lady and we're doing something a bit different from what we normally do on this podcast. Um, just that we haven't done it yet, but it was in the plans. And so today I am joined by Bertha Chulu, who I believe will enlighten all of us. Bertha, welcome. Thank you so much, Mweni. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you. I hope you're all right. I'm so excited to have you and thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. I'm equally just as excited. Great. So we can go right into it. Please introduce yourself. Tell us more about who you are and what you do and anything that you'd like us to know. Okay, so my name, as you said earlier, is Betha Chulu. I'm an adolescent health activist from Chipata, Eastern Province of Zambia. And I'm currently a student at the University of Zambia pursuing a bachelor's degree in biological sciences with education. Amazing. Wow. Um, I'm curious, is there any relationship between what you advocate for and what you're studying in any way? There is. There is a linkage because um, health and uh, natural sciences, there is a close linkage. So I'm passionate about sexual reproductive health and rights. And sometimes in sexual reproductive health and rights, we get too scientific for example, understanding how HIV makes one sick, how it enters the body, and all that. That's purely scientific information, just like the use of um, contraceptives, family planning, and uh, preventing pregnancy. That's extremely scientific. And so there is a linkage between my biological courses and um, the sexual reproductive health activism that I do. Awesome. So you've already mentioned that you advocate for sexual reproductive health and rights. And basically, before we get into that, what does activism or advocacy mean to you? Okay, so activism and advocacy are two different things. However, they both can be used at the same time to create change, a certain change that one wants to see. So activism is, this is people-centered activities. People get to come up or somebody gets to come up to, let me give an example of a campaign or an awareness raising campaign. It involves people and people have to act for change. So that is activism. Activism is people-centered. On the other hand, advocacy is you trying to push and influence decision makers for the change that you want to see. So in advocacy, you change what is to what should be. I hope given a clear distinction of activism and advocacy. Very interesting. I'm sure some of us are confused by the two. And so now we have like a clear understanding. So what drove you? into what you do and for how long have you been doing this okay so i've been doing this for quite a long time what drove me into this um first of all i really didn't know what i was getting myself into it was just uh, (laughs) 
it was just one of those things where you see young people do certain things on radio and your mother wants to take you to a radio station so that you could send shout outs at home. So that <laughs> the first exposure to media was when I was five years old. So from that age, I've worked with, I was with a radio, a local radio in Chipata called Radio Maria, where I would often show up to, to send shout outs at home to people I know. And then from there, I started meeting people, people that used to talk about teenage pregnancies, child marriages, they would talk about the importance of education. Then I started gaining interest now. So the interest began because I met people that used to talk about it from the radio station I was earlier exposed to. And then as I grew older, I started getting affected by the reality I started seeing on teenage pregnancies and child marriages. So it became a personal business now. Every time you hear this young person has dropped out of school for reasons that we all know, which is child marriages or teenage pregnancies, it would break my heart. So... In every instance, I always want to look for something that I would do that would make everybody in the community realize that teenage pregnancies and child marriages are not normal. So I grew up finding myself um, networking with individuals, uh, non-governmental organizations with a similar goal and volunteering here and there, trying to change and also make sure that people have the information they need on the subject. Oh, amazing. And um, being from Chipata, also involving other rural areas, do you think there is um, enough dissemination of information concerning teenage pregnancies and child marriages in these rural areas? And um, okay, considering the media, yeah, because we've talked about radio, um, mm -hmm. Do you think there is enough dissemination of information or there is more that we need to do about the same? Honestly, Mweni, there is so much that we need to do because people have been trying to media, social media, TVs, the print media. They've used all kinds of ways to reach out. But I have realized that there is a way that the rural, remote areas of our country are detached from what's going on in these urban setups, the print media, the social media, and TVs and televisions, I mean, televisions and radios, they are so detached and they are oftentimes not aware of what is going on. So we haven't done quite much to disseminate information in the rural areas. And the reality is the high numbers of teenage pregnancies and child marriages that we record yearly are from the rural areas. So it's unfortunate that um, we have so much NGO presence in urban areas and the people that need the actual help are not oftentimes thought of, yet the numbers are coming from the rural areas. So there is still so much that we need to, to do. We need to shift our programming and we need to change approaches. Approaches to fight child marriages in Lusaka, for example, might work for Lusaka because young people are exposed to a whole different spectrum of life. And the same approach using it in Chipata or a village near Chipata might not work because young people there are also exposed to their own different spectrum of life. So we need to do more. Yeah, you're right. And you've mentioned 
uh, something about the number of teenage pregnancies or and early marriages recorded in um, per annum or yearly. Can you give us some statistical information just so we know for those of us who are unaware? Great. That's my favorite part. <laughs> but <laughs> it also hurts me to, to say these numbers because I really wish they were not the actual numbers. But this is a reminder of the work that we have ahead. So... Zambia has been, Zambia's population, yeah? Zambia's population in 1992, we were standing at uh, 8.5 million people. In, and percentage of that population for young people that fell pregnant in 1992 was 29%. So like 29% of that population, young people, had fallen pregnant and dropped out of school because of teenage pregnancies and child marriages. That's in the ages between 15 and 19 years old. Then, uh, when was 1992? How many years later? We are in 2021. Okay, maybe let's take it back to 2020 because we have statistics, uh, or 2018 because we have statistics for that year. In 2018, the Zambia... uh, Demographic Health Survey, the ZDHS report for 2018, showed that Zambia's population was standing at 18.4 million people. That means from the 8.4 in 92 to 18.4 in 2021, we have had 10 more million people to the numbers. And guess what? The numbers of teenage pregnancies are still at 29%. Wow. So that means... We have a lot more young people. 29% of 18.4 is bigger, right, than the 29% of 8.5 million. So that means we still have young people every year that we're losing to teenage pregnancies and child marriages. And these are just between the ages of 15 and 19. What about those below 15? So there is so much... There is so much work to do and the numbers are scary. In 2018, just by the third quarter of 2018, Chipata, Eastern Province, my province where I come from, we had over 24,700 young people pregnant. And that was even before the year ended. That was just by the third quarter. And then the next year thinking interventions might change something or the reality. We had the numbers increase from 24,700 to 25,000. Wow. So the numbers are quite scary, Mweni. This is why I always say it's a duty of each one of us to take it upon ourselves and personalize the fight against teenage pregnancies and child marriages. Wow, the numbers are indeed very heartbreaking. And, you know, I thought about inviting you over Quite mm -hmm. a long time ago, yeah, but then I figured you're busy and whatnot. And then where I am in school, because I'm not in school right now, schools are closed, mm -hmm. so I'm staying um, near my school. And then mm -hmm. I've seen a number of little girls. I don't know their ages, but I know they are very young and most of them are pregnant. And so it just touched my heart. And I'd want more people to be aware because mm -hmm. I also feel like even those of us here uh, don't have enough information. Others are just not interested. Others think it's mm -hmm. a light issue. And so okay. I thought of 
inviting you over because I do believe you're like the best person. And so thank you so much for this information. And I hope every single person who's listening will take it upon themselves to help mm-hmm. because there's only so much we can do when True. we work. And so what do you think can be done by the government and the general public to help? Okay, so with the government um, uh, and the general public, the public needs to take into serious consideration issues of teenage pregnancies and child marriages and just how they affect national development. You know, I read from... Uh, one of my inspiration, people that inspire me a lot, Dr. Natasha Zalifianji Kaoma, she said something like, uh, if if a government that ignores its women in national development is only achieving half of its development as a nation. So that means we need to take it upon ourselves as a government to create a conducive environment for women integration into programs. It means we need to have uh, a favorable policy and legal framework that's going to allow for vices such as teenage pregnancies and child marriages to be dealt with comprehensively without leaving a stone unturned. What am I trying to say? I am trying to say it's high time we take up deliberate steps to see to it that policies such as the re-entry policy are implemented as they should be implemented. Because we have this policy where we can have girls get back into school, right? But then in 2018, about 15,000, from a study that I read, I've forgotten where, I think Safed's, 15,000 young people fell pregnant and only half of those were gotten back into school. It means we still have loopholes with our legal and policy frameworks because then how do we follow up people who drop out of school because of these vices? So the government has to take it upon uh, themselves to take deliberate steps into making the policy and legal environment very conducive to fight child marriages and teenage pregnancies. The general public, what do they need to do? Well, we... We can spend the whole day talking about what they need to do. You and I, Mweni, is the general public. If we get to talk about these issues, breaking the silence on these issues, we are going to achieve change that we never thought we would achieve. If each one of us has the right information, if we clear out ignorances on this subject, we are going to make sure that the young people in our communities get the education they need and they do not fall into traps of child marriages and teenage pregnancies because there are many things that causes child marriages and teenage pregnancies it could be even intergenerational sexual relationship so it's a duty of each and every person in the general public to take it upon themselves that they have a responsibility to put the correct information on the subjects to people yeah, I, I hear you. And um, things you've mentioned about intergenerational relationships and whatnot, these mm-hmm. are things that even appear normal in these areas. And yeah. so a lot is needed to make these people understand that that's not how things are supposed to be. And then when you talk about um, people under the age of 15 who are mm-hmm. pregnant or already married, there's also the aspect of defilement coming in and that's something that's normalized 
Um, so there's really a lot that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. And like, if every single person takes interest, doesn't have to be that you go to these areas, even the platforms that we have, no matter how many mm-hmm. people follow you, it's really like the smallest of things that help us get to the bigger um, thing that yeah. we want to achieve. Exactly. And so um, before I ask you uh, what I believe is the last question, I'll just love to say thank you on behalf of every single girl that you've helped um, from the time you started. And thank you for representing um, some of us because I follow you closely and every single time I'm amazed by how big your heart is and how passionate you are about what you do. And mm-hmm. you you've you've really helped a lot of people and it's not really just the person you help but who comes after them and the change they also decide um to create so thank you so much you are an amazing person and Uh, i wish you the very best as you go on thank you so much money thank you you're welcome and so um I'm curious now, yeah, since you started, you started a long time ago, what has been the highest point for you? It could be an achievement, it could be a project, it could be a person you helped and you felt good about what they achieved after. What has been your highest point in this journey? Okay, um, well, there there have been my highest point in the journey has been the success stories I've gotten from people that I have personally interacted with that were in 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 in, in marriages when they are still children. So there is a girl uh, back home. Her name is Grace, and with the help of my friends and the foundation Rural Youth for Higher Learning Foundation, she fell pregnant when she was in her seventh grade. So she. She wrote her exams, she passed, but she couldn't go back because she was pregnant. So my friends and I and the Rural Youth for Higher Learning Foundation had to put our heads together, our resources together, and see to it that this girl gets back into school. And people around her also who were in her similar shoes started changing when they saw her go back to school. As we speak, she has just started her 10th grade. She's she's moved now. She she made it grade eight, she made it grade nine, now she's in grade 10. So we're only counting two years and a few months for her to complete her grade 12 so that we can finally get her into an institution of higher learning. To me, that's the greatest point of uh, success. But also aside those, um, in 2018, I was recognized as the leading adolescent health activist in Zambia. Then in, 29, uh, in 2020, last year, oh, the 2018 award was by Southern, which was formerly known Southern Africa AIDS Trust, AIDS Trust but now it's SRHR, which is Sexual Reproductive Health and Rights Africa Trust. So they gave me that award as a leading adolescent health activist in Zambia in the year 2018. And in 2020, I was recognized by the National Youth Development Council as um, uh, my efforts were recognized to creating global peace and advocacy on children's rights. So that's that's also among the recognitions that I got. But also, I've made um, I've been a speaker on um, 
certain international forums like they just ended UN turning 75 years of uh, existence in the Global Peace Intergenerational Dialogue, which I also stood as a speaker, a young person. So yes, those are some of the notable achievements that I'm really, really, really happy about. Wow, amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Many more. So we've finally come to the end. I wish we could go on, but I'm pretty sure I will invite you over another time. Not a problem. Um, in conclusion, you can give us your final remarks and where people can find you on social media. Okay, so my Facebook username is Betha Chulu. Instagram username is Betha Chulu. Twitter is Betha Chulu. I'm more active on um, Facebook than anywhere else. And on LinkedIn, I'm also just Betha Chulu. So my last words to everybody out there is, guys, let's take this seriously. Our national development lies in the hands of the young people. If we are going to have half of our fellow young people dropping out of school, we're killing our own human capital, which is very instrumental to developing our nation. Let's personalize the fight against child marriages and teenage pregnancies because then it's only us to develop our own nation. Thank you so much, Bertha, for coming. I appreciate you. Um, you. And to every single person listening, thank you for joining us. That was Bertha Chulu. You can follow her on her socials. I personally do. And you come back and thank me later. So thank <laughs> you so much for listening. This is Learn My Name. We have an account at Learn My Name Podcast. My personal Instagram page is Mweni Chola and Facebook is Felistas Mweni Chola Mwansa. You can follow me there. Please follow Bertha even if you do not follow me. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining. Until next time. Bye. Bye, Bye Bertha. Bye. <laughs>